0: Welcome to Presence Church sermon of the week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit presenceoc.org.
1: Yay, thank you Lord. Someone say fire. Say freedom. Breakthrough. No limits. <laughs> Anybody else blessed by worship tonight? My oh my. I thought I was gonna have my own Enoch experience. <laughs> yeah, Steve went to Orange County and was no more. He he just gone. Gone. Well, it's a a joy to be here, and Jesse and Jessica, it's so good to be with you guys and to see what the Lord is doing in you and just your team and this house here. Doug and Debbie, thank you for just just being able to be a part of what God's doing in this region. My, oh my. (laughs) Ha, ha. I just love um you know I am um I travel about half the year and I, I've become a spiritual wine connoisseur. Yeah. Yeah, it's just and I um get to go into a a, a region and mm <laughs> unique vintage here. <laughs> and uh, wow. Mm powerful. This is powerful stuff. I don't know what percentage this is, but this is a a high one. It's a high percentage. And I love to taste and see what the Lord is doing. Because every, you know, every person has a uniqueness. Every ministry has a uniqueness. Every region has a uniqueness and a calling on them and carry carry things that are needed for the body of christ and those things are being developed now and you know i mean one thing one thing i tasted at night is childlikeness. i did i chased t- i tasted child like i like it i mean jesus said in matthew 18 3 unless you're converted and become as a little child you're not going to enter the kingdom And there's so many things of kingdom life we cannot enter into unless we become childlike. And one thing I see, this region is an exporter of childlikeness. And it's crucial because you can't have joy without childlikeness. It's impossible. It's impossible. You know, I, I tried being dignified as a Christian. (laughs) Ha <laughs> ha. And it's way overrated. <laughs> yep. Ha. Uh, brother, you're excited now. But one day you'll become mature <laughs> like me. No, thank you. I read a study once that said little children laugh on average of 400 times a day. Somebody say, yay. Yay. And the same study said that adults laugh only 15 times a day. Somebody say, boo, (laughs) boo. And I do. I want to grow up and become childlike. I do. Not childish, childlike. And, and, And... Again, joy and childlikeness are are absolutely linked. they are you know it 's it's amazing I, I used to I got saved in the '70s, I was a hippie, I actually had hair <laughs> and, and you know I tried this, tried that, I met Jesus, and I found out there 's no high like the most high. And, you know, just, um, but I turned, in for, turned to a, into a joy-impaired, laughter-impaired Christian. Someone was crying in church, I'd go, oh, yes, amen. <laughs> God is moving. And he probably was moving. Someone would be laughing in church, I'd be troubled. If they really got it, they wouldn't be laughing. Then a phenomenon in the 90s broke out called holy laughter. Some of you were a part of that. There'd be a meeting like this. Someone who was not planning on laughing would start laughing and try to stop laughing and couldn't. Sometimes whole sections of people who were not planning on laughing would start laughing, try to stop laughing, but could not stop us- ushers did not know what to do sometimes preachers would come up fully intending to preach they would they would open the bible think they're going to start reading the bible and all that would come out of their mouth would be laughter as as i observed that i i was troubled and uncomfortable <laughs> I said, God may want us a little happy, but I don't think he wants us that happy. And then I said, Lord, I'm going to look in the Bible and see if joy is actually in there. Because I don't think it's in there that much. I found that it's in there all over. Wow. Wow. Nehemiah ten: the joy of the Lord is our strength. I've got a theory that our spiritual load-bearing capacity is in direct proportion to the level of joy in our lives. I'll say that again. I have a theory that our spiritual load-bearing capacity is in direct proportion to the level of joy in our lives. Now, I don't need joy at the end of the battle for strength. I need joy in the middle of the battle. And and I don't want just Holy Spirit joy. I want truth joy. We're going to go after truth joy tonight. That's what we're going after. Someone say fire, freedom, breakthrough, no limits. Pretty much for everybody in the room, tonight's just not a good night to be radically joyful. <laughs> Either too tired to be joyful, too many uncertainties, too many unresolved situations, too much bad news on the television. Yep. Let's just laugh it all out. Ha 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 I need joy now. Proverbs 17, says, a merry heart is good like medicine. Dr. God says, Steve, I've got a prescription for you. <laughs> I want you to laugh heartily three times a day. <laughs> <laughs> and, and science has caught up with the Bible again and proven that laughter benefits your health. Imagine that. Just do an online search, laughter and health, you'll be amazed. So It's all over. I mean, if you have high blood pressure, laughter can lower your high blood pressure. <laughs> <laughs> laughter releases endorphins in your body, which is the natural painkiller. Laughter releases cells in your body that fight off cancer. Laughter builds up your immune system. I heard this, 10 minutes of hearty laughter is like working out 10 minutes on a rowing machine. Let, let's laugh at that. <laughs> Anybody like shortcuts? <laughs> it's all over. And in, in Psalm 1611, what's it say in his presence is halfness of joy? Oh, full, Fullness. A full, fullness of joy. Wow, we may not be outrageously joyful every time we're in His presence, but if we're never outrageously joyful in His presence, we may not be as much in His presence as we thought we were. Ha <laughs> ha. Yep, let's laugh at that too. <laughs> a chronic lack of joy is a representation of an incomplete God encounter. Ha ha ha. <laughs> a chronic lack of joy is a representation of an incomplete God encounter. Luke 2:10: The angel's going to announce to the shepherd the purpose of baby Jesus. How many think that was an important announcement? How many think he didn't talk off the top of his head? not sure what to say here, but I'll just throw out something.) <laughs> Here, here's what, here's what the angel said. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be for all the people. Wow. I love it. Good tidings of great joy. Not just a trickle of joy, great joy. And not, not just for some with the right personality. But for all the all the people of all the things that could have been announced about baby Jesus, that was announced. That amazes me. I'm interested in what the angel didn't say. Behold, this baby's gonna grow up, build a church, and you better attend.
0: <laughs>
1: I like it, says great joy. I've got a dog at home. His name is Duncan. He's a black lab, and he's one of my mentors for joy. He's a mentor. When I come home, he doesn't just walk up to me slowly, look up at me, and say, I'm joyful on the inside. (laughs) Now, he... He has joy unbarkable <laughs> and full of glory. He he just I mean he, he doesn't know what to do with himself. He's sprinting. He knows he's not supposed to jump on me.
0: Ooh, ah!
1: And he's wagging his tail so hard I'm concerned he's going to pull a back muscle. He's one of my mentors. I mean, joy's all over in the Bible. What does it say in Psalm one hundred? Serve the Lord with grumbling, gladness. Oh, gladness! Serve the Lord with glad gladness. That's amazing. I believe when we let go of gladness in a ministry assignment, we've hit the lid of our ministry influence. And I'm not talking about a bad day or a bad week. I'm just talking about letting go of gladness. Because Jesus in, in, song, in Hebrews 1.9 was anointed with the oil of gladness above all his companions. Wow! Wow! Glad Jesus messes up a lot of people's theology. My image of Jesus used to be represented in the bumper sticker that said, This Jesus is coming back, and boy, is he mad! <laughs> <laughs> someone going to take it off their car.
0: <laughs>
1: but, but the one that really gets me is Romans 14, 17. There's a whole bunch of others. I mean, Romans fourteen seventeen. The kingdom of God is not about meat and drink, but about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Joy is one-third of the kingdom. Someone go, hmm. You know, if righteousness starts to decline, people say, we got to do something. Righteousness is declining. I'm not saying we shouldn't do something, but why, why if joy starts to decline, nobody seems to get that concerned. Well, it's only joy. We—it doesn't matter if we have joy or not. That's as ridiculous as saying it doesn't matter if we don't have righteousness or not. That's just ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I know. One third of the kingdom. But probably for the first 15 years of my Christian life, I could count on one hand how many messages I heard on joy. One-third of the kingdom, nobody's, nobody's talking about it. How come? Well, I got a theory on that, too. Because under a religious mindset, it's impossible to be joyful. Because if you're joyful, you're not getting it. Because if you got it, you'd understand God has just about had enough of you. (laughs) He's so frustrated and disappointed with you, he's about ready to implode. You prayed one hour, you should have prayed two. You fasted for three days. But she had a marshmallow one day, too.) <laughs> and now, now God is angry.
0: <laughs>
1: Tell the religious mindset things. thanks. Religion can only become joyful and celebrate with perfection but families celebrate and become joyful with progress. Religion can only celebrate and become joyful with perfection, but families celebrate and become joyful with progress. I've got seven grandchildren. When our oldest is learning to walk, Caden, our daughter Heidi would send us texts, and she would say, Caden took a step. I'd read that and become joyful. So, Wendy, look, Caden, he took a step. Hey, 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 everybody. Hey, my grandson took a step. And, and Heidi never texted us this, though. Caden fell down again. Caden fell down 54 times today. He's such a disappointment to us. He's, he's an embarrassment to our church, I mean our family. We don't, we don't even want to take him outside the house. We doubt whether he'll ever walk. <laughs> you know, if parents were, were like many Christian leaders, here's what they would do if they're toddlers trying to walk and falling down. They would say this, quit trying to walk. You're being presumptuous and prideful. It's clear. (laughs) It's clear you do not have the gift of walking. It's clear. Because if you had the gift of walking, it wouldn't be so hard. Besides, if you had the gift of walking, you'd already be walking. Don't you know walking ceased with the apostles?
0: <laughs>
1: that was for you. Just write that one down. Yeah, you can't go. <laughs> it's clear that in God's infinite wisdom and superior sovereignty. He has predestined you with the gift of crawling. Be content in the state you're in. Don't try for anything more. If God wants you to walk, He'll zap you. Yep, let's just laugh at that. (laughs) So I used to think. Pray for someone, don't seem to be healed. I don't have the gift of healing. Let's laugh at that. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh-huh. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Try to speak in front of others and it doesn't seem to work out. Well, I don't have the gift of speaking. Let's laugh at that as well. Ha ha ha. That type of thinking is just stupid. Yeah, I mean, just no, I mean, every, every area, those who succeed most also seem to fail most. I used to think, I used to think I, I had a good year because I never failed, and the Lord says, "Yeah, but you didn't do anything. <laughs> I probably fail more than anybody in the room, or almost anybody, but, but I'm doing something. I'm trying. I'm trying to get up and walk in a whole bunch of areas of my life. Walk in influence. Walk in joy. Walk in love. Walk in power. Someone say fire. (laughs) So I told the Lord, I said, hey. Father, I, w- I want to go after this joy thing. I want to laugh 400 times a day minimum as part of my health and well being and longevity plan. Do you have any suggestions for how I can do this? I heard this. Yes, Steve, do what I do. I said, Lord, what do you do? He showed me Psalm 2 4. It says, He who sits in the heavens laughs. How many of you here want to be more like God? All right, I'm setting you up. Thank you for those hands. The question is, what's he laughing at? Some say us. Yeah. He's, the context, he may be laughing at us, but the context is he, he's laughing at what his enemies are saying and planning. He laughs in heaven. You know, we pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But we, you know, I used to think if the kingdom came, there would be less laughter. Let's laugh at that. Yeah. <laughs> Mom, you can that kingdom come. That's going to include more laughter. Yeah. Yep. Mm. So he's laughing what his enemies are saying and planning. So I got an idea. I'm a spiritual experimenter. By the way, I release spiritual experimentation over you. Because there's no progress unless somebody is trying something new. Unless someone's experimenting. I've done many things I've never, ever heard any other Christian do. I used to have more faith in the devil's ability to deceive me than the Holy Spirit's ability to lead me. Just turn to your neighbor and say, I think this, this whole message is just for you. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha so I got an idea. If if God's laughing at what his enemies are saying, and the devil's my enemy and he's the father of all lies, then I'm gonna do an experiment and laugh. At his lies and see what happens i'm going to put language to his lies and see what happens because lies sound really real in the darkness of our thinking but they're laughable when you bring them out to the light of language and words for instance let me give you a, a lie that i believed after i first became a christian at age 19 my belief system at that time was is that if i went to church and didn't feel saved then i didn't think i was saved And if they gave the altar call to be saved again, I would go up and get saved again just to make sure. Then the Lord says, hey, Steve, I've got good news for you. You are saved even when you don't feel saved. I said, wow, that's amazing. I thought feelings were the highest
0: indicator of truth there was. (laughs) Ha, (laughs) ha, (laughs) ha. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha. Ha, 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 ha.
1: Whew. So a- after that, you know, after I heard that, I'd come to church not feeling saved again. <laughs> and they'd give the altar call to be saved. And I wanted to go down there so bad. Well, I've got to go down front. Get this spirit of heaviness off me. I want to go. The Lord says, don't go down there. Stay, Steve. Because I'm going to show you how to get the spirit of heaviness off you. It's not by doing something different. It's by believing something different. So that was a lie. You know, the lies sound really real in the darkness of my thinking. Oh, yes, amen. If I don't feel saved, oh, yeah, it means I'm not saved. Whew. It feels so true. It's got to be true. It feels this true. But then I put language to the lie. My salvation is dependent upon my feelings. That is stupid. That's, that's laughable. Ha-ha. Ha-ha. Laughter is a powerful spiritual weapon that breaks off the absurdity of many things we believe. Laughter is a weapon. How many of you know God invented laughter and he doesn't regret it? Ha-ha. <laughs> And so once you, once you laugh, you're able to let go of something. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going I'm to share some of the devil's all-time favorite lies with you. After I share each one, I'd like you to do an experiment and laugh. Why don't you guys just warm up your laughers, by
0: the way? Because <laughs> 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 I, I wouldn't want anybody to laugh
1: suddenly and pull a laugh muscle. <laughs> now, some of the lies you're going to laugh at really, really easily. Ha, 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 woo ha, ha. Others of them are going to be deeper lies, and the laughter is going to be kind of like this. Ha, <laughs> ha, 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 because you're actually being delivered from a stronghold in your thinking. Ah, right, yeah, here we go. You guys Ready? Oh, let me just say one more thing. Some some might say, "Well, I'm not planning on laughing." Because I'm an authentic person. And if I laugh, it will feel fake. Well, I say to you, your laughter's not fake, it's just rusty. It's like an atrophied muscle just hasn't been used. I don't go to the gym and try to lift up 300 pounds. I don't say, this is so fake. I don't say, this is so fake. I just say, I got to work out at a lower weight. So even if all you can get out is a haw, celebrate it. Celebrate it. All right, let's, you guys ready? All right, here we go. Okay, let's start off with this lie. Orange County is an impossible location for worldwide revival to break out from. (laughs) Matter of fact, God doesn't even like Orange County. (laughs) Here's one. You're gonna like this one, Debbie. Yeah, this you really yeah, this one's a great lie. Okay, here we go. God is not gonna provide for your needs in the future. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha <laughs> 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 let's give an extra laugh on that one. Because <laughs> <laughs> his ability to provide for your needs. Is dependent on how the economy is doing. (laughs) Or it's dependent on how you are doing. (laughs) That goes after deeper belief systems. Here's a good one. In key decisions that you will need to make in the future, you will not know what to do. And if you make the wrong decision, God won't know what to do. Here's a lie I camped in for about a decade. There's something uniquely wrong with you.
0: Ha 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 ha
1: The Holy Spirit flows powerfully through people like Benny Hinn, Bill Johnson, but not much through you. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) You are a failure. (_atsなしñas) Ha (laughs) 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 ha (laughs)
0: Here's a
1: good one. (laughs) You should not trust the perspective of any Christian who laughs a lot. (laughs) 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 And then one of the one of the devil's all time favorite (laughs) lies: (laughs) laughter is from the devil. (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha (laughs) ha (laughs)
0: Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's just so fun to laugh. Laughter really cleans out our spiritual pipes. It does. You know, how many know just in life we get disappointed, we get frustrated, angry, pessimism wants to get in our spiritual pipes? And, And how many ever drank good water out of bad pipes? It's good water, but maybe it's rusty, or as a boy I used to love to drink water out of garden hoses. It's just so fun. But sometimes there'd be dirt in the hose, and ha ah. It's good water, but bad pipes. And, and so much of, you know, uh, how many ever heard good truth out of bad pipes? You know, sometimes my wife and I, and, you know, I'll say something to her that doesn't have quite the best attitude, and she'll say to me, Steve, I think you might have a pipe issue. That was true, that there's truth in that, but there's stuff attached to it. And, and, you know, just in life as leaders, the the leaders, leaders who laugh a lot have cleaner pipes, and the truth that comes out of them will be a purer thing. Parents who laugh a lot, ha-ha will actually have, because laughter cleans out the pipes, the frustration, the victim mindsets, the, uh, the, the unworthiness, because you can't hold on to those things and laugh at the same time. You got, a, you got a few books out there. One of them is, let's just laugh at that for kids. 20, 20 lies children are tempted to believe, and actually I'm tempted to believe these. Like the first lie in the book, let's laugh at this first lie. There's four pages each per lie. Here's the lie: It's not fair. <laughs> ha 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 ha! It's not fair. Ha ha. It's got um, five laughter weapons, the giggle grenade. The ha ha hammer. The laugh machine gun. Laughter boots. And the laughter blaster. Anybody got a child six through ten? Yep. First hand right back here. Yay. Then I got another book called Let's Just Laugh at That. This is for everybody. 45 kingpin lies that past experience and feelings say is true, but God's word says something else is true. Uses the power of laughter to start dismantling the stronghold. You know, just some of the lies in there. Because you do not have a high-paying job, you are a failure. (laughs) That's a lie, by the way. You are not worthy to be blessed? Ha uh-huh. ha. This area is spiritually hard ground? Ha 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 ha. Let's give an extra laugh on that one. Ha uh-huh. ha. Good things can't last? Ha uh-huh. ha. Boy. i to just say fire. fire. Say freedom. freedom. Breakthrough. Breakthrough. No limits. No limits. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for your joy. Thank you, Father, just for people who are here on a Saturday night. They're serious about you or somebody serious brought them. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, just for the oil of gladness, getting into us. Thank you, Father, for just a, an impartation of joy. And you know, joy is linked to hope. In in Romans fifteen thirteen, New King James Version, it says this: Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Say, in believing. That you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You become this hope amounder. You get the Tigger anointing. I used to have the Eeyore anointing. Oh, it's rough. Don't get your hopes up. Just keep watching the news. Feed on that all the time. Then you'll become more realistic. God hasn't called us to be realistic, He's called us to be supernatural. what joke oh axe she wants to hear a joke well okay let me let me try to let me try to remember that joke yeah let's see if i can pull that out of the mothballs. <laughs> yeah i can do it I, there there was a there was a <laughs> a guy who burglarized a house and a woman a woman did not have any kind of weapon so she just all she said to the man is Acts 238 and um, and so the, the, the man just froze in his steps and she called the police he was still frozen police came and they arrested him and they asked him what why, why did you stop burglarizing? Why were you, uh, why did you just freeze in your tracks? Well, uh, I did because that woman said she had an axe and two 38s. <laughs> 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 wow. you, you must listen to an old message. <laughs> that's, a, that's one of the archives. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Whoo! I did. I did pretty good. Man I... So Romans 15:13, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy, say all joy." All joy. And then and peace." And then it says, uh, "In believing, if you boil that verse down, now may the God of hope fill you in believing." Now, I I grew when my first fifteen years of my Christian life were in Romans twelve one, giving my body, my life, my will, my heart as a living sacrifice. The Lord says I love that, but we got to move you into Romans twelve two because you're going to see transformation. Transformation doesn't come from surrendering your heart; it comes from surrendering your beliefs. And and, and so, in order to see transformation, I got to actually believe something different i got to believe something different before I feel and experience it. It's called faith. i got to think and talk higher than what I'm feeling and experiencing. And so he said that, and, and, and then he showed me John eight thirty two, where it says the truth will make you free. So every area of my life where I believe truth, then I get free. And every area of my life where I believe lies, I'm not free. I get saved by believing in Jesus. I get free by believing like Jesus. I get saved by believing in him. I get free by believing like him. So so the question then, because I'm not a devil-focused Christian, I'm a belief-focused Christian. I don't want to be ignorant about the devil, but I don't talk about the devil much, but I talk about what I believe all the time. Because if I believe truth, I can get free. And if I'm free, it doesn't sound like the devil's bugging me very much. And even to put on the full armor of God in Ephesians 6, you've got to believe something to get those pieces on. They'll just fly on. So the question is, how do we know if we're believing a lie? Because the nature of deception is, is that we don't know we're deceived. Once you know you're deceived, you're no longer deceived. That's caught it's caught in deception that's taught in deception class 101. <laughs> so I got an indicator. I was reading a book by Francis Fran Japan called The Three Battlegrounds. Great book, and he said something in that, that changed my life that actually launched our whole ministry, Igniting Hope Ministries. I'm on staff at Bethel Church and Wendy and I have our own ministry. And he said this. He said, Every area of your life that doesn't glisten with hope, say, glisten with hope. hope. Every area of your life doesn't glisten with hope means you're believing a lie, and that area is a stronghold of the devil in your life. Every area of your life that doesn't glisten with hope means you're believing a lie, and that area is a stronghold of the devil in your life. I read that. I close the book. I become instantly discouraged This is the early 90s where the Lord says, I want you to not only be faithful, but full of faith. And then I prayed a dumb prayer. Oh, God, will you please show me every lie that I'm believing? That was dumb. I should have prayed, Lord, show me 10% of the lies I'm believing. Because I got the revelation that almost everything I believed in my life was a lie, but and I was pastoring a church. Ha uh-huh. ha! Let's not laugh at that. Ha ha! Ha ha! I had great doctrine, but bad beliefs. I believe Jesus is God. I believe we're saved by faith. I believe the Bible is the final authority on every area of life. I I had other great doctrine, but I had bad beliefs. Bad beliefs about God, bad beliefs about me, bad beliefs about people, and bad beliefs about circumstances. I got an indicator. Wow, hope. And then, then he showed me Romans 15 13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. So if you boil that down, it's now may the God of hope fill you in believing. So the moment I believe truth is the moment I start getting filled by the God of hope. Start believing truth, believe more, then it gets to my eyes. I actually see the same things differently. I see me differently. Hey, I'm not as bad as I thought I was. I think God can use me. That's what happened to Gideon. He started getting hope. He said, I think God can use me. Hey, the people around me, they're not as bad as I thought they were either. I think God could even use them. Hey, um, you know, I think there's hope for my country. I think there's hope for my country. So he showed me, he, he showed my wife and I that my hope level was the indicator of whether I was believing lies or truth. Had a lot of hope. Believing a lot of truth, not much hope, believing a lot of lies. There's no condemnation if you're believing a lot of lies. But how many of you know if you don't know what your problem is, you have a real problem? If I'm a general and the enemy's over here, and I'm shooting all my artillery over here, how many of you know I'm a bad general? <laughs> That's how my spiritual warfare used to be. I was rebuking until my rebuker was worn out. I was binding everything that moved. <laughs> Then the Lord says, I want you to redirect your greatest spiritual warfare guns at your own beliefs, and I want you to see what happens. I want you to make your lack of hope a bigger enemy to you than anything the devil's doing, and watch what happens. Watch what happens. Because that thing's going to break off the victim mindset off of you. High-level influencers can't have a victim mindset. Don't you to say this? Say I'm a high-level influencer. Just say my influence, my influence is increasing. My hopelessness about a problem is a bigger problem than the problem. problem, problem, than problem. Say it again. Say it louder. Wow, you guys got it. <laughs> Whew. My hopelessness about my finances is a bigger problem than anything going on in my finances. Doesn't mean I'm not doing other things, you know, getting educated, working hard, giving, getting ideas, whatever, but the 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 greatest if I try to change circumstances that changing beliefs Involved in my circumstances, I'm not going to see long-lasting transformation. Romans 12, 2 says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The renewing of the mind is when you start believing truth that's higher than what you're feeling and experiencing. That is the renewing of the mind. There's no convenient time to do that. I remember I'm out there. By the way, let's laugh at this lie. Romans 12:2 is a mistranslation. What it really meant to say is, "Be transformed by trying harder." Ha ha ha, ha ha. Let's give it an extra laugh on that one. <laughs> The reason this is not working is you're doing something wrong. I'm all for wisdom and all of that. But ultimately, even to change what we do, we have to change what we believe. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And and, and this hope thing was absolutely, I mean, revolutionary to me. Man, I, I just because that that because again it broke off all victim mindsets. I mean, I, I used to think I was a victim of four things. If I was a victim of the devil, the devil wasn't after me so much I could really do something. <laughs> if I was a victim of my past. If I could be like Bill Johnson, senior leader Bethel Church. Fifth generation pastor's son. Instead, I'm a first generation, in insecure, burnout, paranoid hippie. I used to be like Bill. You used to think I was a victim of the people in my life. It's these people you've given me. Trying to fly like an eagle. I'm landlocked with all these prairie chickens.
0: <laughs>
1: I remember as a pastor, my first church, Central Nevada, rural frustrated with my people. If I had a new congregation, I could really do something. The Lord says, hey, Steve, you know what, one of your, you know what your people's biggest problem is? <laughs> uh, he said, it's you. Because all you see them is according to their past experience. All you do is renew your mind with their past rather than who they prophetically are. You are problem. You put lid on them. They're trying to break through your lid. Mm. Is there anybody else up there? (laughs) Always seems to come back to me. Used to think I was a victim of a preordained plan of God that put limits on me. I never really verbalized that, but somehow I just started subconsciously believing that by sitting in church. (laughs) Yep, Billy Graham, Bill Johnson, predestined level 10 Christians. Best I can hope for is level three. And if I work really hard, maybe (laughs) 3.1. The Lord says, Steve, you're not a victim of the devil, your past, the people in your life, or my preordained plan that has put limits on you. You're just a victim of your own bad beliefs. Thank you, Lord, for that encouragement. Thank you. I mean, when I was first learning this in the '90s, it was like, "Wow, I'm a mess." But then, when you bring in the laughing at lies thing, it actually can make it fun. <laughs> yeah, make it fun instead of heaviness. Oh, I'm heavy. I got bad beliefs. <laughs> I remember I was out there. I had no. I had really no signs. We're passing a church about 30 people. When we get there, I have no signs of outward success. Let's laugh at all these signs of. Lack of success. I had a non successful car. Ha ha. I had had a non successful salary. Ha ha. Ha ha. I had a, I, I a non successful Ha-ha. home. It was a single wide trailer old that was called the parsonage. Ha ha. I had a non successful church size. Ha uh-huh. ha! Let's give an extra laugh on that one. <laughs> My hair was starting to get non-successful. Ha 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 I was gonna say. Let's give an extra laugh on that, but I don't. I don't think we should. No, we we just move on. Yeah,
0: move, move on. <laughs>
1: As out there, the Lord says, "Hey, Steve, now I want you to start believing better and thinking higher than what you're experiencing and feeling." Hey, o Lord, I'll make a deal with you. When things start getting better in my life, I'll start thinking better. Is that okay with you? He said, no. He said, that's not how this thing works. It's not how it works. I said, Lord, when I see, then I'll believe. Is that okay with you? No. You got it backwards. You have to believe and then see. There's a faith movement in the 80s that was powerful, that influenced so many, and some people obviously misinterpreted the message and used only their faith to get things, you know, to get a Cadillac, <laughs> get this, get that. And there's a new faith movement that's coming that's here that, that is believing who God says we are. It's believing who God says we are. It's believing it before we're experiencing it, before we feel it. Lord, I'm not going to f- believe I'm saved until I feel I'm saved. Ha ha. <laughs> not going to believe I'm powerful until I feel powerful. Ha ha. <laughs> not going to believe I'm a great influencer until I feel like I'm a great influencer.
0: Uh-huh. uh-huh,
1: uh-huh, Let me close with this, and then I got a great team. They're going to come up, and they've been warming up in the bullpen. Foreclosers. Ha-ha-ha-ha. ha Uh-huh. uh-huh. By the way, before before I do, it, let me just ask you a question. I got one final story. Is there if you heard a phrase tonight, if you heard me say a phrase that blessed you or that spoke to your spirit, here's what I want to do. I want you to raise your hand. You say the phrase, and then I will repeat it for the recording. All right. So if you heard one, and you got one right now. You got one. Yes. I'm a spiritual experimenter. Why don't you say that? I'm a Someone else. Yes. I'm a high level influencer. By the way, I've got on the table out there a declaration clicker. Now, I didn't really talk tonight about declarations. We'll get into this tomorrow at, at Presence. And uh, Is it tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha, whoo, this, what time, nine and eleven, thank you, N- nine and thirty. Nine and eleven thirty, okay, thank you, this is a declaration clicker, we challenge people to do a hundred exp- uh, declarations a day for a month, as an experiment, this thing is spiritually flammable. Everywhere I go, revival breaks out. I lay hands on the sick and they recover. My best days are ahead. My prayers for America are working. My prayers for my family are working. I have an abundance for every good work. I have an abundance of health, energy, finances, favor, wisdom, power, love, protection for every good work. That was 14 right there. Here you go. Experimenter. Yes. Then I've got a book out there, Declarations Unlocking Your Future. It includes 30 biblical reasons why we make declarations. If you're not convinced, I got another book out there. You're crazy if you don't talk to yourself. What's somebody else here? Yes. Somebody else, would you specifically? Yep, we're saved by believing in Jesus. We're made free by believing like Jesus. We're not to be realistic, we're to be supernatural. Somebody
0: go, rah, ah, ah, ah. <laughs>
1: Childlikeness is always linked to joy. If you want to have joy, it's embracing childlikeness. <laughs> yeah, a chronic lack of joy is a representation of an incomplete God encounter. I'm not a failure. Yay. Isn't that amazing? I remember in one meeting I had them laugh at you are a failure, and someone came up to me about a month or two later and said when they laughed at that lie, it actually broke something off their life just by laughing at that lie. Families celebrate progress and become joyful with progress. Religion only celebrates and becomes joyful with perfection. Yeah. yeah, my spiritual load-bearing capacity is directly proportional to the level of joy in my life. That's my theory. Laughter cleans out our spiritual pipes. Let's just laugh at that. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Because the laugh, you have to let go of something. Laughter cleans out the victim mindset. Wow! Let's laugh at that too. Ha
0: <laughs> Woo
1: Yes, let's laugh at this lie again that I camped in for about a decade. There is something uniquely wrong with
0: you. Ha 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 Haha. Ha-ha.
1: <laughs> joy is linked to hope wherever hope is wherever true hope is all joy shows up in peace they hang out there are a threesome that hang out together whoa my hopelessness about a problem is a bigger problem than the problem by the way, your hopelessness about, if you're battling hopelessness about what's going on in America is a bigger problem than what's going on in America. Mm-hmm. Ha-ha. ha <laughs> Woo! That'll, that's a game changer. My feelings are the highest indicator of truth. Yes, let's laugh at that.
0: Ha-ha-ha. <laughs> Ha-ha. <laughs> Ha-ha. <laughs>
1: Ha-ha. Ooh, laughter dismantles strongholds. Wow. The greatest strongholds blocking the purposes of God are not regional demonic principalities. They're belief systems in the minds of Christians. I think I'll say that again. The greatest strongholds blocking the purposes of God are not regional demonic principalities. They're belief systems in the minds of Christians. We'll get into that tomorrow, too. Uh-huh. Well, I said a glad Jesus. that <laughs> messes up a lot of people's theology. Yeah, Hebrews 1.9. He was anointed with the oil. He had an oil. What happens to a car that runs out of oil? Seizes up. Burns out. I don't have a car. Oh, you don't have a car. <laughs> I just, just tried to. I thought maybe you knew something I didn't know.
0: <laughs> I thought
1: maybe that guy, or, you know. The Acts t- two thir- no, 2.38. Huh? No, we don't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Okay. Yeah, laughter is a powerful spiritual weapon to break off the absurdity of some of the things we believe. Yep, where you don't have glistening hope, you're believing a lie. And that area is a stronghold of the devil. (laughs) Someone say amen or oh me. Oh, man. Everybody in this room is believing lies about something. I just don't believe as many as I used to. And I celebrate progress, not perfection. trying to learn how to walk in hope, and wow, fall down. I guess I don't have the gift of hope. Ha-ha. Uh-huh. <laughs> ha uh-huh. Let me close with this, and you guys good out there? My wife, when we learned this, you know, we... We had surrendered our heart to the Lord. Then the Lord says, I want you to surrender your beliefs. We found out this, that surrendering our beliefs is more challenging than surrendering our heart. Because the strongest beliefs we have are called strongholds. And they're called a stronghold because they have a (laughs) stronghold. And when it says take captive every thought, those thoughts don't want to be taken captive. And so the Lord says, I want you, Wendy, I want you to surrender the belief that you are shy and inadequate and can't speak well in front of others. And she said, but Lord, that's who I am. And and she heard this. No, that's not who you are. That's just who you've become. (laughs) It's not who you are. That's just who you've become. And so she started to surrender those beliefs and started to not trust any conclusion in her life that doesn't have hope attached to it. Just not trust any conclusion that doesn't have hope attached to it. You don't know what, don't know what the lie is, but there's a lie there. And so she started to say no. And, and, and actually, she started going after that stronghold of inadequacy and, and fear and, and intimidation from people. And, and, and now she's probably one of the best speakers that I know. I mean, she's one of the best speakers I know. I I mean, the way it's moving is I'm quickly going to be known as Wendy Backlund's husband. And that makes me glad. I'm glad. That's where it's going. She's written a book out there called uh, Victorious Emotions. It's a new book. It's powerful. She's got a journal with it. It's really, it's, uh, we've never had a book. That's been as impactful so quickly as that, and just in what she's, what she's um, releasing, and so any 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 way you can get a hold of what she's doing, it's a good thing. You guys receive the word. Yeah. If you receive it, say I receive it. I receive it. I'll, never I'll never be the same again. Something happened in me tonight. It was, it was supernatural. It's going to increase. It's going, fruit, it's going to bear much fruit. and it's going to influence the nations. Influence the nations. Amen, amen. Give God thanks. <laughs> Give him praise. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. <laughs> 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 Someone say fire. fire. Freedom. Freedom. Breakthrough. Breakthrough. No limits. All right, well, I've got the privilege of just, uh, <laughs> I've, got, I've got the privilege of four powerful ones who are with me. And three of them are third-year students, second, uh, uh, School of Supernatural Ministry. And then Megan, she, was a, she graduated probably three years ago, four years ago, and works with me now. And she's my project manager for Igniting Hope Ministries. And, and so I just asked them if they would just be praying, pressing in. Someone go rah, rah, <laughs> pressing it. and then and then just releasing what they get for you and yeah. this. Room. So why don't you come on up, welcome them as they come on up and as <laughs> you guys move forward. Yeah, yay, woo. All right. So here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna ask them to introduce themselves, where they're from, some of their passion points, and then just then just share the, something that's on their heart, and then we'll go down, and then we'll see how much time we got for more. So, Gundula.
0: Okay. All right.
2: So yeah, my name is Gundula. I'm from Germany. Yes. <laughs> And um, I'm really passionate um, about traveling and about the nations and about um, igniting hope in people uh, wherever I go (laughs) and (laughs) bringing joy and also uh, about helping people to discover their dreams. And um, just a quick testimony, like um, since I was 19 and I lived in Brazil for six months, I was dreaming about getting married to a Brazilian And um, (laughs) uh, someone from Rio specifically, actually, but then uh, now I'm 34 and um, I was single until last year, but I was always holding on to the dream, you know, and um, I had some very specific things and desires in my mind somehow. And um, so, yeah, in October last year, only three months ago, I met an amazing guy from Rio uh, and um, he was actually dreaming about getting married to a German. And, and we have the same passion for the nation to go to all the countries in the world and to lead trips. And so I just want to encourage like all the single people in here. Yes. God knows the desires of your hearts, And actually, like um last week, Thursday, he asked me whether um, I wanted to get married to him on March 3rd, which is in five weeks. So, so and it has is, it is always been my dream to get married quickly as well. So, God, God just knows. So, okay. That was one thing, quick thing I wanted to share. But um, the other thing, like, um, I really felt strongly tonight. Um, God wants to heal depression and he also like there might be people here who suffer from depression but there might also be um family members of yours or people um that you know friends of yours that have depression and i really feel like um yeah there is gonna happen something tonight and depression can be healed in an instant god is powerful and um i'm also sensing that god wants to um call out people like who have a a heart to see depression seized in this world and to give you keys into your hands (laughs) for that. So yeah, that's what I'm sensing. And if that is you, um, if you either suffer from depression, know someone, or if, if you have a strong desire to see depression seized, can you please stand up? Thank you Jesus. I'm just yeah going to pray and I thank you that depression has no place. <laughs> We just say, depression, you must flee. In Jesus' name, depression be healed tonight, Lord. In this moment, we just speak, yeah, the joy of the Lord over you. We say, yeah, depression flee. Thank you, Lord, for like just, yeah, depositing your keys into people's hands. Like keys against depression. Thank you for giving new ideas, Lord. And thank you for giving more of your joy. Thank you that you're turning depression into into joy, into dancing tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, I bless you. Amen.
1: Yeah, just as you're being seated, some of you who battle that the Lord is actually the reason you battle because you got a high level calling to release people and your own battle gives you compassion for others who are experiencing that. Thank you, Gundala.
3: Wow, there's a lot of acceleration in this room. Wow! Hmm, come on. My name is Toby. Um, I'm actually from Germany as well. It is a pleasure. Yes, it's it's crazy. It's a pleasure to be here. I was actually in this room in March of last year, so it's my second time here. I'm really excited to be back and to see you guys again. Really, is a pleasure. Um, Steve asked us to just uh, to just quickly share what we're passionate about in our lives, and and I know for me that I'm just really I'm a man in love. You know I'm. I'm so fascinated with the person of Jesus. And and I remember when I was 14 years old, I grew up in Berlin, Germany, and and I went to this conference. And I was 14 years old, just a teenage boy, grew up in a big city, and all around me stuff was happening, but never really seen or heard about a miracle, never really experienced the supernatural myself personally. And when I was 14, I listened for the first time in my life, listened to a testimony of a person that shared how this person, it was a man, how he had prayed for another individual. And this other individual had gotten instantly healed of a physical ailment right after the prayer. It was the first time in my life I heard that. And I remember in that moment thinking, wow, if this is true, if this story is actually true. Then this, that means that everything that is in the Bible is more important than I ever thought it was. You know? And, and I had I'd heard the stories of the Bible of people being raised from the dead and demons and angels and God speaking and all those things. All those things I'd never seen in my in my life, only read in my Bible. And all of a sudden, they were like, wow, this... It put a fire into my heart, into my spirit that was never put out ever since. And it brought me, it brought me throughout the years, even until, until this point right here. And you know, every day I just, I just wake up with this hunger and this fire to just see what is written in this book. And Jesus says that we get to see greater miracles than He ever experienced. Greater miracles. I want to share a verse with you that I read this morning. It's in Hebrews. And it says in uh, 314, it says, For we are mingled with the Messiah. And, and it says that the Aramaic can actually be translated as <laughs> we are all sewn together with Christ. sown together with Christ. You know, there's no separation between Christ and you. It's this union where we have become one with him, it's not just him and us, and sometimes we're apart, and sometimes we're closer together. It's not two parallel lanes that are, you know, it's one. We have become one with him. That's what I'm passionate about. And I was just gonna, just going to give a corporate word at, uh, for, for right now uh, that when um, I was at the beach this afternoon and love the beach, love being here in Orange County, and I, I laid on my towel and I looked at the sand. And I was just reminded that God actually has more thoughts about us than there's grains of sand. And we were singing this song today that discouragement is not from the Lord, you know. So it's not just that he only has a lot of thoughts, like endless thoughts, but really good ones too. And, and God has endlessly positive, good, encouraging, and powerful thoughts about you, about every single person in this room. And every single person that you have ever met. It's wild. Yeah.
4: (laughs) Hello, everyone. My name is Grace. And (laughs) I'm from Los Angeles. Yay. So it's just really uh, beautiful to be in Orange County. Um, Yeah, what I'm passionate about, I'm really... um, love the empowering grace of the Lord. So I have such a huge heart for people uh, to step in into their calling, to understand the empowering grace, um, especially healthy leadership. I have a huge heart for healthy leadership. Also, um, I have a heart for um, to provide sustainable revenue streams for organizations, especially third world countries. Um, so, yeah, those are my passion points. And... Um, <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> so what i've been uh feeling for this church um it's just the humility just the humility of the leaders here and um you guys really set a tone and a culture to understand how much how vast of an access you have to the heavenly realm i saw um Just people wearing this graduation robe with a diploma in their hand. It's just what they, uh, they just enter into the heavenly realm, and they bring down fresh revelation. It's about graduation. Not only, like, you have graduated, and then it's time to move on, but it's, like, graduation of the spirit, like, I have entered in, and I have access, full access. And you're bringing down the strength, bringing down gifts to just release to people. So I just want to say thank you for what you have cultivated. And also, um, does December 4th mean anything to somebody? It could be a birthday, or it could be an anniversary, or... Yes? Oh, great, great. Is there anybody else? Oh, great. Your mom's birthday. Awesome. Okay, the word attached to that date... Um, I really felt that the Lord is raising up leaders. So if that word uh, spoke to you, can you uh, stand up, please? The people who said yes, yes, yes. Um, I really felt that God is raising your faith level for more. The ability to take um, and add more to your plate. So I just felt like even though you feel like your plate is full, there's so much more available and God is stretching your capacity and he's breaking off fear of burning out that you're taking on too much. I just feel like the Lord is breaking that off. Uh, Thank you, Lord, that yes, the capacity, you're stretching the capacity right now for more and dreams are being ignited that you will get things accomplished this year And you're going to start projects that you wanted to uh, get started on. And uh, I just really felt like creativity is strong on your lives. Creativity, I see books even um, just entering into, like, realm of art. It could be um, painting or just writing Um, and just an exploration. I just feel like God is birthing this exploration and um just breakthrough and expanding just your horizon um even in your inner spirit i just feel like uh, you're connecting with the holy spirit in greater levels so i just say thank you god thank you lord what you're doing on their lives god we just say more lord more lord in jesus name
5: Hi, you guys. My name is Megan, and I work for Steve and Wendy at Igniting Hope. Um, Hello. I uh, am from the polar opposite of this kind of environment. uh, I grew up in Wisconsin and Minnesota, so very cold, very frozen, as I was kind of saying. But I am loving sunny California and calling that home for the last six years in Redding. And I am, of course, extremely passionate about igniting people with hope and seeing people completely transformed by the renewing of their mind. It has been amazing to watch over the past three years for me, uh, just people getting these revelations and watching in a room like this where their eyes just light up and they realize, oh my gosh, what God said is true. And it's true about me. And it's true about my circumstances. And um, I'm so passionate, too, about people standing fully in their authority as sons and daughters of God, and I think that that's such a huge thing about stepping into breakthrough is that and then also um, face-to-face encounters with him i'm very passionate about that as well and so especially with anyone who feels um, in any way disconnected from the face of the father and you just want to have that reconnected again um, i would just ask you to stand up and i'm just going to lead you on a brief kind of encounter of coming back face to face with him Yeah, thank you, Father. And even on behalf of anyone that you know, um, you want to stand in their place. I feel that, too. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Father, I thank you that every single person in this room, especially those standing, that they would know they are your children, Father. They are your sons, and they are your daughters. Yeah, and and I proclaim your sonship over you right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. And in the spirit right now, I just want you to um, picture the eyes of God, the eyes of the Father looking deeply into yours. And I want you to see that he is good, that he sees everything. He sees you. He sees the whole, everything you've gone through, all of the pain. And he knows you, and he loves you. And right now, I want you to hand forward towards him the disappointment, any big disappointment, the biggest pain that you've been facing in this last year of your life, I just want you to hand it to him right now. Just give it all to him. See what he does with it. See how he removes it from you. Yeah, and now I want you to see what he is going to give you in exchange. And in the, that wasn't just a picture in your mind. It was an exchange in the spirit. He's giving you something new. He's giving you a sort of breakthrough right now in the spirit. Thank you, Father. And I just see that in this room for everyone, for those who are standing, and even those who are just sitting down right now, that the veil is so thin for encounters in this place. The veil is so thin for you to encounter him face-to-face. I say there is a Moses anointing over this church that you easily step into face-to-face encounters with God. Just declare that even right now, I easily step into face-to-face encounters with God. Wow. I live in heavenly places. Thank you, Father. And I just, I bless you all right now, and I seal this moment in the spirit. And I feel like many of you are going to return to this place. God's going to continue to work on your hearts and give you more. And there's probably, for some of you, multiple gifts he's going to give you in the spirit from this. I just bless you right now in Jesus' name. God, I thank you for them.
1: <laughs> Someone say, wow, wow. Wow. The team is going to, once we're dismissed tonight, the team is going to do four powerful breakout sessions. And I'm going to turn it over to you for a second. And I wanted to just mention this book, too, The Culture of Empowerment. My goal is not to build a big church but to build big people. Bill Johnson's quote, How to Champion People. This is a book on leadership. It's my best book on leadership. I'm going to give it to the guy in the back row. I'm going to throw it to you, kind of the white shirt there. Yep, can I throw it to you? yeah yeah I hear that what's your name by the way Cliff Clint I hear this over you Clint you're entering a new season of influence you're you've already God's used you powerfully but there's a whole new second wind coming on your life there's breakthrough in in, in your emotions your finances and your relationships and influence in your family and I just see the Father just actually just lifting you up. I mean, lifting you up and, like, putting you into a spiritual jet stream. So I bless you, Clint. Yeah, we'll do that. Are you going to? Yeah, I kind of. I, I, do you want it? I'll tell you. What we'll do as Jesse and I get on the same page. <laughs> The team, when the the service is dismissed tonight, they are going to have four different prayer groups, ministry groups. They're not praying for individuals. They're going to pray for groups. So, like, if two come or 40 come, they're going to wait to see who comes. They're not praying for individuals. They're going to release things over you. So, why don't you guys each share what you're going to do in your groups?
2: Okay. In my group, um, we're going to go after healing. And we're going to do it in a very fun way because tonight was a lot like all about joy, right? So we're going to discover a new <laughs> way of, um, of healing. And so no matter whether you have any physical condition, condition or mental illnesses, yeah, we're going to, yes, God is going to do great things <laughs> and heal heal you tonight, yes.
3: Come on. In the second breakout session, we're going to go after family members or close friends that we're praying for salvation for them. So if you have anybody that you know of that is related to you or a close friend of yours that you're really praying for, that you're contending for breakthrough for their salvation, come and join us. And we're just going to stand together and pray for breakthrough in this weekend for their lives to be saved.
4: The third session, uh, we're going to have a breakthrough session of financial breakthrough. Also, if you need creative solutions in your life, like enter into just creativity in that that realm, the heavenly realm, you're going to see breakthrough tonight.
5: And I'm going to go deeper into just breakthrough in your intimacy and connection uh, personally with God.
1: So these will all be going on at the same time. So, yeah, I know you you may, you know, it may be for some of you like a buffet. (laughs) You know, you'll have to figure out how to make that work. So we'll probably just put them in order here of just uh, healing uh, over there, family, uh, salvation, or close people finances here. And then it's going to be intimacy and, and the connection with the Lord. That's gonna be powerful. We bless you. Jesse, thank you so much. You know, I'll tell you what. Come on up. I yeah, I love you. Yay. So proud of what God's doing.
6: And that you know the churches here that are partnering just love it. Yeah. Come on. Amen. Look, can we just give one more shout for Steve and his team? I wanted to um, before you guys run, um man I'm starting at six AM six uh six PM, like we're done by nine. Like it's just really it's not isn't it's not even a true revival meeting unless it's like eleven, right? Like anyway, um I wanted to um I wanted to make space for us to honor Steve and his ministry and what he's done um financially and just so into what they're doing. Like he. He doesn't do this for money. You know, I've been around with him long enough that he'll go to, he's one of the few leaders that I know that doesn't care if the church has 20 people or 200 people. He just, he just wants to go and see people get free. So um, if, if you're feeling like tonight, like I just want to, there's something in me that feels abundant. I'm laughing at that lie that I don't have enough, that I have nothing to give, that I have no way to value. I want to, I want to give you a chance just to sow into Steve's ministry and his life and, his, and Wendy's life. Um, I'm gonna have a couple of baskets up here, so when you, you know, at any point before you leave, if you want to do that, um, your tithe goes in your home church. I really believe that. But any, anything, any any other abundance that's coming out of you that you just you're looking for a place to just uh, plant it and and get a return. I believe that's Steve's life, and I love him to pieces. Um, if you want to give to you a text, um, you can do that here, um, and it'll go to it'll go to Steve also. Um, everything we're everything we're doing is gonna go right to him because we just. Just really believe in what he's doing. So um, and he's got lots of books out there, so get out there, grab a holy's book. Steve writes these short books that are in devotional style. Actually, there's a couple that you kind of been breaking breaking out of that a little bit. But that's what I love about his books, is they're easy, they're quick, and they'll transform your life in a moment. So anyway. Yeah, go ahead, Toby. Awesome.
3: Hey guys, before I came into this room tonight, I just had a I just had this feeling that funny, but there's people here and you have a pet at home that is sick. And I felt like, I felt like if that's you and you came in today, um, then just see me after, after we do the breakout session. I would love to pray for your pet, whatever it is. I actually like, to be totally honest, I felt like it was a turtle and it's five years old. But if it's a different pet, but still a pet, come and see me. Like if it's a dog, cat, anything, just come and see me. I'd love to pray for you. We believe even for resurrection, whatever it is.
6: Toby, the man of faith, uh, please do see him afterwards. I want to I hear the testimonies. Anyway, everybody, let's just put your hand on your heart and say, uh, say, I receive this. I'll never be the same again. Ever. This was for me tonight. I got it. It's in me. All right. Hallelujah. Come on. Give a shout. All right. So. We'll let you guys kind of spread out. Bless you guys. Come on up. Get, just get some prayer. Get breakthrough. And um, either we'll see you tomorrow morning or if you're here, you'll be a celebration.
2: Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.